ladies and gentlemen, I'm joined by one of the finest uh, frontmen in the business right now, Josh Todd of, yes, that extremely highly motivated, what can I say, rock and roll band, it's a great band, it's Bookcherry, how are you doing? Thank you, hey, I'm good, man, thanks for having me. It's great for you to be sat down here, and uh, we'll bounce straight into it. All these years have passed, you've been going around the block for so many years, brand new album coming out, you've got the singles what have been dropping, you don't hold back, you guys are still rocking, it must feel great. Yeah, you know, uh, we just keep on keeping on, and here we are 24 years later and dropping our 10th record, Volume 10, June 2nd, and uh, it's just going so well. I've got to ask you, you know, you guys have been around the block. How do you make this sound how it is, and how do you keep it going after all these years? How do you keep it fresh? Yeah, I think, you know, first and foremost, and I say this all the time, passion, you know, I mean, you got to love what you do. And I really still love music to this day. Like I did when I was, uh, you know, a kid and getting into this it's still super interesting to me. I'm, I'm always a student of the game, trying to learn more about, uh, songwriting and vocals and lyrics. And, you know, um, it's still really interesting. And I think that's what, uh, motivates me. Do you have these songs knocking about from years ago and you bring it to the table or is it a fresh collaboration with Stevie and the rest of the bands, you know, band members? Where does it all come from? Are you an artist that's in the moment or have you still got the stuff in the past, what you bring into the table now? No, I mean, we always start with a clean slate, you know, when we mm. we when we decide to uh, get a record together and then we just start writing, you know, and uh, we're always evolving and changing as people and getting better at our craft. And, you know, I just feel like that's what, you know, the right thing to do you know songs that don't make records from the past aren't good enough to make records so we don't we rarely go revisit them unless there's something about them that's really great but you know maybe the you know like for instance we 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 took two songs from the uh hellbound writing sessions and put them on volume 10 because one of them was turn it on and the chorus was always really great and you know the rest of the song needed work and i brought it to marty frederickson's attention uh our producer and we we write a lot of songs together as well and i said hey i think we can salvage this you know let's uh let's, let's dig into it and he agreed and we made that song better and it made the record you know and then uh there's a song called this or that the song that starts the record that's from the hellbound sessions as well and that was pretty much done we just had to change the key a little bit and make sure it fit into my my wheelhouse. It was a little, it was a bit higher. It's a crazy, crazy concept that you guys have got. Are you somebody that's always working with Marty, or is it something that you'll just dip into here and there? Has he been around the block with you guys for a while, or is it this just is this a complete new journey that you you're taking with the band? Yeah, Marty came into the fold way back on the fifteen record. We co-wrote "Sorry" together. Mm -hmm. That's when we first met him, and and we were kind of just. Uh, uh, getting to know him back then, you know, and over the years we kept working together and, um, he's a, he's a really, uh, tremendous talent and he also, um, you know, works well with us. You know, I, I, I really, uh, work well with him and that's important when you're writing songs. Um, and he kind of becomes like a six band member when we're together and, you know, uh, we co-wrote like, eight or nine songs on the hellbound record together me he and i and stevie d our guitar player um mm -hmm. and then we just did the same formula for this one you know stevie and i wrote a lot of songs by ourselves and then we went in with him in nashville and do this we, we always get together and do this guerrilla songwriting you know we were there for nine days this time and came out of there with eight great songs do you not put pressure on yourself in that kind of situation in a way you've got do you have do you have deadlines does, does the label or you know the the guys 
as I call the machine, do they lay you down a deadline for you? Does that put pressure on you guys? Or are you to the point now where you've been around so long that you can actually take time and as much time as you need to create? No, I think it's important to put uh, timelines on your creativity on everything. You know, mm. I've, I've been self-employed for 24 years now and it's like, you got to put timelines, you got to, you got to respect uh, the budgets and mm-hmm. everything. And when you're, when, when we pay to go, sit in Nashville in hotel rooms for nine days, you know, I want to get work done. And so we're working around the clock, you know, and, and everybody in this, uh, on this team, uh, respects that and understands that. And, uh, we're very efficient with our time. You've got your, you've got your jams and you've got the ones what book Cherry recognize lit up crazy bitch. Sorry. There's so many others what you can add to that list. Is there times when you guys want to actually concentrate on the new material, then go back to the old, or is it one of those kind of things when you are playing live, we have to put those in like every other band because this is what we are and this is for the diehards, you know, are you still living on that or do you just play an album from start to finish maybe on one gig? How does that work? Uh, We have, you know, 10 records now and over a hundred songs out there, you know, Um, (laughs) you know, we do stick with the usual suspects every night. I call them, uh, Sorry, crazy bitch, lit up, riding. You know, those songs are always in the fall. But um, then we rotate everything else from all of our other records. And now we just have so much ammunition with Hellbound and Volume 10 that it's just become such an amazing show. You know, it's uh, it's a lot of fun for me because I make up the set list every night and I got a lot of ammunition now. Do you, do you, we've well, just answered the question. I was going to say, are you the guy what's solely, right, okay, this is how I want it, this is how I need to be. Are you the kind of the leader or is it, again, do you, do, does the band just come around you and you all dig in your little ideas? You know, how does that work? Because I don't want to go on subjects. You, you've gone through a few band members over the years, but you've always kept your creativity yeah. so high. And I want to know how that happens because a lot of bands will go through members and, 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 the, and the sound goes down, it hits the fucking bottom. But you guys have never done that. What, what's the reason for that? Reason is, you know, we get rid of band members uh, because it's not working out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, a, it becomes a, a bad apple. Yeah. You know? And yeah. you have to be very, you have to be very careful because that can poison the whole, the whole uh, group. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've learned over time that, you know, when we do make changes, everything gets better. You can feel a shift in the energy and camp and, and so now it's just like, we just don't tolerate it. You know, uh, it's like, if you want to be in a working, you know, rock and roll outfit, then this is the, this is the gig for you. And if you don't, it's okay. You know? Um, and, and, and that's, uh, that's the way we operate. And, you know, everybody, we're in such a good place now with all the band members, you yeah. know, Stevie's been in the band since 2004, you know, Kelly's been in the band in over seven years, Francis Jeez. over four years now, yeah. you know, Billy, Billy Rowe now is over two years with us, so it's it's all going good. It's and you don't hold back. You guys hit the road pretty hard, and you're on the road literally most of the year. Uh, and with a yeah. voice like yours, and and uh, people that don't know who Book Chair is, I'm going for the people that get turned on to you guys now. Your voice to me, you go back from the early 2000s up to now, and there's not many lead vocalists that stand out, but you're one of them. How are you keeping yourself in shape? Because, again, it's a different generation now to way back when Crazy Bitch was released and it was all high drug, sex, rock and roll kind of kind of label what these bands was creating. And you guys kind of put in that kind of bracket. How are you looking after yourself with this with this voice and how does it stay so clean and on top? You have to do it very carefully, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially 
at my age, I'm 52 now. And when you have to go back and sing songs that you created in your twenties and thirties, you know, it's a different voice Mm -hmm. back then, you know? So, um, I actually have to work harder and smarter. So that's, that's what I've learned ever since I hit 40. It's like, got to work harder and smarter. And what that means is I just have to really pay close attention to always looking after my instrument. You know, like when I get on the road, I have to change into, uh, I get out of, you know, home mode and dad mode and, and being able to, you know, kind of relax a little bit. And I I get, I get into, uh, you know, gig mode. And that means Mm -hmm. every day I got to, take care of myself and my body and what I eat and how much sleep I get and all that kind of stuff. Do you guys ever get your songs written written down and, and, and take them to your pals in the music business? Say, Hey, what do you reckon to this? Do you, do you ever talk to you? You know, do you keep it close? Do you go out and share these ideas before you hit the, you know, before you hit the recording or anything? Do you get, do you run your ideas by anybody else? No, no. no. I mean, you know, you, you know, when you got a good song, you uh-huh. know, and you're, you're usually writing with more than one, person or you run it by some people that you really uh respect and that mm-hmm. are close to your camp and that will tell you you know that aren't yes men They're, they'll tell you exactly how they feel if you're feeling insecure about a song or whatever but uh we know when we got something and um uh and then we just you know it's not like we just write 10 songs and we're like yeah here's the record we, we wrote 26 songs mm-hmm. to get to these these 10 you know that you hear you know so it takes a lot of writing and rewriting and and uh, digging through arrangements and rearranging stuff, rewriting stuff to get to the final product. You know, what would you say then about Volume Ten? That's so different and sets it aside to the rest of the other albums. They're all stand-up albums. What's this one? You know, where's this standing right now? You know, have you tested the water with any of these singles on the road? Yeah, I mean, we've already released uh, three songs yeah. and they've been well received by our audience. And- yes, they have. All the people that I've been doing press with have the record and yeah. they've been listening to it and I've gotten rave reviews. And like, it's, uh, you know, it's it's all about songs, you know, at the end of the day. It's like, do you have good songs, you know? Um, we don't want to have filler on our records and we only make 10 song records now. And we just want a record that you can put on and leave on. And I feel like this is the one. Shine a light on this one is absolutely delightful. And it's the anthem and it's in your face. But again, being an artist, you've got some cracking tracks. How do you release the which which order? You know what you're going to release it as, and the impact. Do, do you still feel pressure by releasing what's well, whatever song you're going to release? Do you still think right if I put this one out, it's rejected? I'm I'm a little bit worried about the next one, or do you guys just think right, it's going out. This is what it is. Take it in and leave it. I mean, we we really take into consideration the feedback from our manager, mm-hmm. you know, our producer Marty. And our record label, we all kind of powwow once the record's done. We mm. start talking about it, and usually uh, the cream rises to the top. You kind of know what song is gonna, you know, start the whole thing off. But you know, it's just changed dramatically how you market rock records. You don't have to really worry about just one song, like oh, put all this weight and all this money on one song to mm. go to radio with and do all the stuff. Now bands are releasing like four songs before they even drop a record. Yeah, you know? so. Um, it's just a much different climate and I like it. You like it better than the older days. Yeah. Um, well, no, there's pros and cons of Mm. all of it, but you know, there is no olden days. It's it's here and now. Yeah. So you got to get used to it. No, I like that. How you've, uh, how you've just mentioned that you guy, obviously what live, what's living in the now, 
and and that's a great that's a great thing to have i guess when you're look, looking at the success of the back the backlog as i say up to now you're living in now what would you say is happening then for the future you've got a bunch of tours you've got the album obviously dropping uh, you know what's going down is, is there anything under the pipeline that we don't know about yet or is it all there to be seen on the socials the tours you know yeah i mean you can go to buckcherry.com for all of that you know uh pre-orders and vinyl and all the tour dates but right now uh i fly out tomorrow we do our we start our second leg with skid row in the states and the shows have been really great doing really well they dropped the record not too long ago and we're dropping ours here soon and it's a great package tour and you know everybody's bringing it and we all get along and so um that's happening and then you know we're going to do some headlining shows and then we're going to go out on a third skid row uh leg and you know they're talking about fourth one too so we're just riding that wave, sticking in the States and Canada until the end of the year. And then uh, there's talk of coming to the UK and Europe after the new year. What's the audience has been like uh, regarding uh, generations? Have you still got your diehards? And are you, are you spotting those younger generations in the crowd as well now? Yeah, we got like, we got all the people that were in, you know, got into us in 1999 yeah. and then they've had kids and we got their <laughs> teenagers coming. So we have like a whole family affair going. And then we have all these new young people that have, heard us on Spotify playlists and all kinds of stuff. And they start getting into, you know, the catalog and then they start coming to shows. It's been really cool. I love it. I'd really do it. And I'm, I'm an old school guy. You know, I remember you guys from the first, first time around way back. And I'm always worried about when you go to gigs and you're like, right, where's the next generation watching this band? Who are they going to turn it on to? And you guys just like, say you seem like you've been out around forever and it's great. And, you know, are you guys already collaborating and working together towards future albums? I know that's a little bit further away because you've got this to concentrate on now. I know a lot of people are already writing for next albums. Are you guys that will hit that ball running once you get off tour? You know, how's that going to work out? Now, nah, it usually takes about a year of yeah. promoting a new record before it starts kicking in. And I start feeling that feeling of like, OK, I'm ready to make, make some new music. You know, mm. uh, we're, we're kind of far off from that. You know, like you said, we're. We're just concentrating on this. We got so many great songs and, you know, so many songs we can't even get to uh, live. And so, um, yeah, we're just focusing on right now. I've got to say, just lastly, you've got a cover on this album, Brian Adams' song. Any reason why? Yep. Any reason why you dig that out? Yeah, there is a reason. I mean, we used to do that. Um, we throw it out there live over the years and our manager caught it one day and he's like, you guys got to record this song, you know? And we're like, okay, yeah, we'll do it. And we didn't. You know, we've always been a fan of Brian Adams, and he this, mm -hmm. in my opinion, "Summer of '69" is the perfect song. And um, wish I would have written it. You know, that's how passionate I am about it. I love it. And uh, so, anyways, he kept on us. And right at the end, we uh, we said, "All right, let's let's record it." We were gonna originally just put it as like a bonus track, mm -hmm. you know, and um, and it just turned out so good that we just put it on at the end. You know, we we speed it up a little bit and and throw our Buck Cherry. Uh, uh, flavor on it and, mm. and it just came out so good oh bless you i love it i love the whole journey that you guys are on and i'm always excited to hear music music dropped by you guys and i'm not just saying that i've i've been to your gigs years back when you first started touring the uk and stuff and seeing everything grow and, and it's great and and do you guys still laugh at things and think wow this is a moment right now what we're taking in. Do you still get those little moments or you're just total professional about it and a gig's a gig and you're working because you're working hard you know, do you still smile at each other and think there's a little moment? Oh, all the time. Yeah. I mean, we're, we still get together as a band before going on stage every night. And 
we say a little prayer and we get into gratitude and, and we go up there and have a good time. That's what it's about, having a good time. I love it. I've got to say, it's been just lovely for you to take the time uh, to sit down with me, Josh. And I wish you all the best with this album, uh, Volume 10, Thanks, out in June. Everything is on the social medias. And I can't wait to see the response of all the other singles in the album. Thank you so much for taking the time. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, buddy. Be good. Thank <laughs> you.